This is Melissa McCann of the Women's International Beer Summit, and you're listening to the Beer Mighty Things podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning into the Beer Mighty Things podcast, your place for education and happenings in the craft food and beverage industry. I'm your host, Kyle Reiner. Here, I interview folks around the world who are doing mighty things in these industries. My goal is to entertain, educate, and inspire. If I'm doing those things, give us a five-star rating and a little follow over there on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment if you can. It goes a long way in helping others find the show. And, you know, hey, we appreciate it. This podcast is sponsored by craftbrewinginsurance.com, craftdistillinginsurance.com, and insuringwine.online. And with that, let's get into it. Welcome into the Beer Mighty Things podcast. It's what you listen to while you brew. It's what's in your ears as you drink beers. Today, uh, we're talking uh, to the brewer, uh, the man, the myth, the legend here in uh, one of my favorite places in the world. Also, uh, you know, where I went to college and where I spend my days now. Um, Artillery Brewing Company's head brewer, Sean Naughton. Sean, what's going on? Hey, hey Kyle. How you doing, man? I am well. I am well. Wanted to, you know, I kind of come back to when we first met was, you know, we, I was going to a little networking happy hour at your place and I posted a picture on Instagram. I was like, hey, I'm going to, uh, you know, artillery for the first time. And then I get a direct message from you going, hey, I made that beer. And uh, I was like, all right, that's cool. You're going to be there. I was like, I'll be there in 30 minutes. And then um, so I brought you some Tonewood and uh, you did. You did. came on down, introduced myself. And then you took me uh, on a, you know, gracious journey through the back, uh, the back of the the brew house there. And um what, what do we drink? We drank something right out of the tank there. Uh, we were probably drinking, um, it's probably a lager. Um, or no, no, no. We drank a uh, brown best English style yeah. brown ale. Um, nice. yeah, that's, that beer is my baby. That's like my OG homebrew recipe that has just kind of come with me um, oh, okay. throughout my career. And now it's, now it's got its own name and its own, own tank. So, um, it gets its yeah, own tank. Cool. Very nice. Oh, well, not, not it, it's in a big tank. I should say it doesn't okay. get its own tank. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, maybe one day, maybe one day if brown ales catch on, it's all I'll make. And, uh, it'll just be all my, should, I feel dream. like so many brewers obviously love barley wines and so many brewers love pilsners and so many brewers love brown ales. Like they kind of seek them out. I mean, yeah, it's kind of just, it's, it's the beer I drink when I'm watching sports. So I, okay. I'm into like uh, English soccer. So, yeah. Those games are on in the morning. Uh, can't really be drinking an 8% double IPA at 9 o'clock in the morning. So a 5% brown ale goes down a little easier. So. Hell yeah. Love <laughs> it. Very cool. Uh, so you mentioned homebrewing there. Uh, this is one of your babies. When did you start homebrewing? How would you get into it? Um, I got like a one-gallon one kit um, probably shortly after I graduated college. Um, okay. I was kind of messing around with that uh, in a studio apartment. Um, enjoyed the process. The, the best part was just going to a party and here, here's a six pack of something I made. And uh, it was always nice when you go back to the house and you saw it was gone and people said they actually drank it and so they dumped it down the drain. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, not every batch was great, but some of them were good. And it was uh, really nice to hear that people like what I made. So yeah, some I kept kind of chasing that high further yeah. and further. And, and now here I am. Very nice. Uh, now, this is not the first brewery you've worked at, right? No, I've uh, been in a couple of places. So um, I, I transitioned out of an engineering career. Um, my first 
Uh, I did, well, I did the U Sciences program uh, with Matt Farber at U Sciences. Uh, soon to What's be up, Matt? Joe's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, great guy. Uh, owe him a lot. So, um, yeah, I, w- I interned at Yards. Um, they're in a big, shiny spring garden facility. Uh, shortly after they opened that, um, learned a lot there. Um, but kind of Tim Roberts, the head brewer there at the time, kind of advised me, uh, like, the best way to learn um, good brewing practices is actually to go to a very small brewery, work at a brew pub. Um, and then if you want to work at a big brewery later on, you'll have that foundation that you can build on. Hmm. Um, so after graduating the U sciences program, I went to forgotten boardwalk in Cherry Hill. Yeah. Uh, worked with the team there for about two years. Um, had an awesome time, got to do my own recipes, got to brew can pretty much everything right off the bat. Nice. Um, and just kind of, members myself they have a really cool just culture there and they're just really good people so um kind of felt very validated by my decision to to leave engineering and, and pursue brewing um shortly after that um or while i was at forgotten boardwalk i kind of wanted to dip my toe back in that large scale brewing scene uh, so i went to victory downingtown um okay. as a shift supervisor didn't really enjoy the the large brewing as much as i thought i would um, also shifts was pretty tough on, on the family life. I've got two young kids at home. Uh, so around that time, uh, the crew at artillery were, were building out their Westchester location. Um, kind of just happenstance kind of fell in my lap the way I met them. Um, they were looking for a head brewer. I was looking to go be a head brewer and, uh, yes, January, 2021, uh, I came on full time, uh, to help build the place. It was pretty much all, drywall and framing uh yeah. no tanks were in yet uh, actually i would come off night shift at victory um on my way home come to artillery in the morning drive the forklift around unload tanks uh <laughs> do a little bit of construction management go home sleep uh go back to victory at night um that was really brutal that was that's kind of grind man <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it was fun but I, I call the uh the building process this place the most fun i never want to have again <laughs> um, I'd be perfectly okay never opening another brewery. Um, now that everything's in place, it's a lot, lot more fun. Well, but, uh, yeah, that was a pretty crazy time. That's cool. And you know, that wasn't as funny because I did leadership Chester County and you know, the original artillery brewing was like being built. And this is like in Chester County, somewhere in the rolling Hills. And I honestly could never even get back to where that was. I don't even know where it was. Yeah. Uh, I but, never, I never made it there um, when they were, you know, doing their little one barrel yeah. farm, farm brewery. But, um, yeah, I think they learned a lot about running a brewery as a business in that. Uh, so I'm, I'm just the brewer at artillery. Um, Mike Lovis and Paul Zippel are the two founders. Um, and they have a pretty cool home brewing story. They're both very successful, um, like business owners and very, very smart people. Um, but yeah, they, they decided to be a pretty cool idea to open a, a one barrel brewery on a farm in a beautiful location back in, the hills of Chester County. And, uh, I think on their opening weekend, like 1500 people showed up and drank all beer. Uh, so on their (laughs) opening weekend, they ran out of everything, uh, and they had nothing in tanks to supply it. So, uh, the whole supply and demand thing, I think they learned pretty quickly. Um, also it was like the summer. I don't think they did their math right on on how many people want to come drink on a farm outside in the middle of summer. Um, but that's a good problem to have. It got, it got the brand um, awareness out there early on. Um, and then, they looked at kind of downtown Westchester to, to open this facility, um, the, the barracks, as we call it. 
and, uh, barracks. Yeah. much, much more well-suited. We can put out a lot more volume. We only have a 10 barrel brew house, but, um, it's 10 times the volume is what they started out on. And it's a lot easier to get to. I mean, you know, if you can find it, if you can find it, <laughs> it was like third. Now that space is gone, right? That doesn't even exist. Uh, I mean, the farm's still there. Um, right. but yeah, we don't, we don't have any affiliation. There's no with tasting the, room. That first location. No, no, no. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It was just like, this place is so cool, but it's 30 minutes away through back roads. You know, you probably hit three deer by the time you get there. Yeah. And, it's, uh, it's kind of a cool, I mean, there's a little, probably a little bit of like romanticism involved in that drive through the hills and you're kind of making a pilgrimage to go get beer. Um, it'd be kind of nice to get back to that one day, but, uh, for now, for now we're in a, an alleyway in in Westchester. So, um, also kind of a pilgrimage. You have to walk down an alley to try and find us. We unfortunately don't have any main street presence. Um, so we'll, we'll call ourselves the best kept secret in Westchester for now. So I like it. Yeah. I, I would agree. <laughs> Dude, and your beer is great. Um, I, I really enjoyed our time there. So, you know, that was my first time and it's funny because you're attached to another brewery, which is crazy. Yeah. You guys are just literally back into each other. You guys probably share the same like water, right? Same water, um, same wall, same yeah. dividing wall. Um, and it's, it's funny when one of us is brewing, we know it cause you can smell it. Um, yeah. and, and it's, it's a good, people ask all the time, like, Oh, is it like really competitive having a brewery right next door to you? Um, and I, I don't think so. Um, I think we both kind of benefit from each other being there. People yeah. will go in to, to wrong crowd right next door, drink their beer, um, and come next door and have our beer and vice versa. And I'm sure people have their opinions of who's is better, but Dan and I, the Dan's the brewer over there. I don't think either of us see it as a competition at all. Um, yeah. we borrow their forklift. Um, Nice. We, we share great spent grain bins. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very collaborative, um, fun experience and yeah, there's no need to, to make it a competition. We both cool. have very different kind of brewing ethos as well. So, uh, you'll get different beers at both places and, um, have a good time at both. It becomes a destination, right? And it's walkable right in town. And it's, yeah. How many people awesome. want to go check off as many beers as they can on untapped and, and you can hit two breweries in, in the span of an hour. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good for everybody. Absolutely. Cool. So, you know, the, we're tying, you know, you guys did such a great job of tying everything into, you know, the Brandywine Valley, Chester County is home to just, you know, the American revolutionary war history. And yeah. you guys have tied in your beer names, um, you know, your logo. I think actually the logo comes back kind of to like the Arsenal soccer team. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Mike Loveless is an Arsenal fan. Um, okay. God bless him. How do you but feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, we've got, I'm, I'm a Manchester United fan and uh, right now there's a, a pretty, uh, I would say, I wouldn't call it tight. Arsenal's kind of running away with it, uh, but a race for, for top four in the Premier League. And, uh, right. I think, I think Arsenal's going to run away with it. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun little rivalry we have. We try and catch, um, the games when they play each other on in the tap room. Um, but, but yeah, it's okay. Uh, as long as it's kind of the, the cannon means something. So I'm, I'm glad it's, it's there, even if it does have ties to, to Arsenal football club. That's awesome. And I, I've been watching the six nations rugby. Uh, I, I love yeah. watching rugby, man. That's such a cool sport. Um, it's my daughter, are insane. What's that? <laughs> oh, and, and does your daughter play too? Or uh, no, she's not old enough yet. Um, but okay. I took her to, you know, the team I played for uh, their first home game was last week. Uh, Brandywine men's club. And, um, gotcha. she was like, she was like, where are their pads? I'm like, there's no pads. She's like, this is like there's, football, but no pads. I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Men's and women's rugby is 
is people are another breed. I, <laughs> I wouldn't put myself through that kind of abuse. <laughs> well, after three years of playing, you know, men's league rugby, uh, before I got married and stuff, um, you know, three years of doing that and, and, you know, playing sports growing up, I was a catcher in baseball and played football and going through all that and not getting a knee surgery. You know, when I look around the rugby yeah. team, you know, everyone's got the short shorts on. You can see everyone has scars on their knees. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think it's, Time, you know, I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead. Quit while you're ahead, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun, and it's a it's a great family. I saw I show up last week with my daughter to go check out the game, and immediately like, hey, you want a beer? And I was like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like what you do. My uh, my roommate in college played for the Delaware rugby team, and nice. uh, yeah, we have a we had a, a couple of parties there, and, and those guys Man. they they play hard and they party hard. It is <laughs> they are they are another breed. Bunch of maniacs. I love it. Cool. Um, all right. So as we kind of talk about the first beer, I think with artillery was the cannonball, right? So again, going back to your branding, everything you guys do is tied in so neatly. Um, your, your, your tasting room is called the barracks and then the kitchen window. What's that? It's the, some, the food tent or something. What, uh, the, that mess, the mess tent. So kind of liking it back to a, yep. a revolutionary war camp where yeah. soldiers will line up and get their grog and whatever provisions they needed. We kind of, it's a little better now. We got sourdough pizzas, pulled pork sandwiches, yeah, the food's a awesome. A couple other like light up there. Yeah, Justin does an awesome job with the yeah. with the menu here. Yeah, it was cool. So it just again, everything is tied in. You guys did such a great job of branding; it's very cohesive. So Cannonball is a golden strong ale, and then talk to me about some of the other beers that you have, the names, and I think you do put like the story on the can. So talk about that. Yeah, I mean we've got. I mean, so uh, the Cannonball is kind of like one of our kind of specialty. Um, I, I do have a batch coming up pretty soon uh, for a one-year anniversary in the barracks. Um, Belgian Strong Ale. Um, it'll be bottle conditioned, bottle release only. Um, let's see. But kind of some of our more like year-round stuff, uh, the Patriot is kind of like our flagship American IPA. Um, it's, I guess, it doesn't really fit any one care. It's not like a traditional West Coast IPA. It's not a New England hazy IPA. Um, but it's, it's kind of approachable, drinkable, has some piney citrusy elements, has a little bit of tropical fruit in there too, um, while being relatively balanced, uh, despite being seven and a half percent. Um, we've got, so that's kind of like our main flagship beer called the Patriot. Um, the, uh, kind of our best selling is our hazy, as you'd imagine, uh, the fog of war, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is, I think probably the most badass name we're ever going to come up with. Um, <laughs> you know, the fog, you know, the haze element and, uh, I, I thought like the fog of war referenced just, you know, revolutionary war warfare, just, you know, clouds of, of musket yep. fire creating haze in the battlefield, but it's, it's an actual like tactical term mm -hmm. about not knowing what your opponent's doing or not knowing what your own troops are doing amidst the battle and just being in a fog. Um, and trying to game plan so, your best, you know, without knowing what's going on. Like how do you prepare? Yeah, and I, I had no idea it was an actual term. Um, maybe, maybe your listeners, knew that all along, but I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, Oh man, this, I just assumed it was, you know, actual fog, but no, it's, it's a, it's a tactical fog. Um, yeah, that's, that's a really cool, um, hazy, um, which we don't do a ton of, um, we don't really want to be a haze factory. Um, I, I, I like drinking them, but at a certain point they, you get kind of bored of different hop combinations and I've had some really good ones and I've had some really bad ones. So I think hopefully fog fits somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, of, the, of that spectrum uh, uses triumph and azaka hops which are two that aren't as well used or commonly used um so hopefully we're bringing a little new dimension to um 
to the beer drinker by, by using some not as well represented hops. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then probably one of my, favorite, we talked about Brown best earlier, mm-hmm. uh, English Brown ale. That's, uh, the Brown best was the name of the English musket that they used during the revolutionary war. Um, I, I call it best affectionately. Um, she's my girl. <laughs> um, that's, that's usually what I'm drinking when I'm in the tap room. And, uh, Another cool one is the black powder, um, mm. uh, black IPA, nine and a half percent, um, very cool. intense, um, piney, um, just, I don't know, black IPAs. Hopefully everyone kind of talks about them. Oh, are they coming back? Are they coming back? Um, I think Stone it, just right? uh, so put out black IPA, cold IPA, Cascadian dark ale. Is that, I mean, we're all the yeah. same thing, right? I, I don't know enough about cold IPA. Um, I, I, I think I listened to a podcast about it real briefly and uh, just describing kind of the process. I need to learn more about it and maybe do a pilot batch to, to fully understand that style. But yeah, black IPA and Cascadian dark ale, I think are the same thing. Um, and Cold IPA, come, maybe like a lager yeast or something. I feel like. Yeah. I think they like, they get croissant in the lager and then they ferment their IPA cold. Um, don't, no one quote me on that. I, I yeah. need to read more about the, about the, uh, the everybody process. go out and do your homework. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, who knows? I mean, it could either be the next big thing or it could fall the way of a brute IPA and no one will, no one will ever make them again, but I've never had one. Um, I need to, to know more about them before I can to speak about them at all. Yeah. Love it. Cool. So are you a history buff? Like, are you interested in history or did this I, learning more now? I, I'm learning. I, I enjoy history and I've got this kind of junk drawer of facts in my brain. Um, and, and through working here and and talking to the other kind of more history inclined people, um, whether they're patrons or or people on our own staff, um, learning more and more every day. Um, before I started um, working here, I was reading, um, this really cool book, 1776, I think David McCullough or, uh, I don't look it up. It's called 1776, David something, um, really, really cool book about the first year of the revolutionary war and just how formative that was. Um, and just really how, how tough it was to, to fight um, the British early on without any real organization. Um, really fascinating stuff. So I've kind of proposed some ideas for beer names and stuff um, from my reading in that. Um, but yeah, as far as like history buff goes, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm well read enough to consider myself that, but um, I'm pretty good at retaining interesting facts and spitting them off at parties um, a couple <laughs> months later. <laughs> Very nice. Always keep people on their toes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, you know, again, have cannon, will travel, the fog of war, brown bess, uh, the encampment, the traitor, six pounder, the patriot. I mean, so in all of these, so even like the noble train of artillery, right? Doppelbach, you know, the story, a bookseller in Boston, Henry Knox was first in the science of artillery, right? And so, so these little stories are obviously inspiration for the names, but then you guys print, you know, kind of that story on the cans as well. Yeah. I mean, our, our can labels are, I would say we went the more like kind of classic approach um, where the front of the can basically looks the same as every other yep. can. The color scheme is different depending on the beer. Um, but I always liked when I'm drinking a beer to look at the can, maybe it's yep. like a nervous habit if I'm not a party and I'll just stare at the can instead of talking to people, but it's nice to have something to read when you're drinking. And so we kind of print a little story, like I don't know, 150 words, just briefly describing why we named the beer, what we did. Yeah. And, um, we try and kind of segue it nicely into the tasting notes. So take the noble train of artillery, for example, um, really cool story behind that beer. Basically Henry Knox, um, that bookseller in Boston, um, 
he was just a kid and he basically volunteered for this mission um, to go up to Fort Ticonderoga and steal there from the British and bring them back to Boston um, as the Continental Army was uh, besieging Boston. Yeah. They had no cannons to begin with and they needed them to win that battle. So he went up there with these oxen and horses in the middle of winter, stole these cannons um, that were abandoned pretty much, um, brought them back. And I forget the exact number. It might be on the can, but uh, yeah, through the, through the dead of winter, brought these cannons back through the snow on sleds back to Boston. They set up the cannons overnight and then in the morning um, opened fire on Boston. The British retreated shortly after. So super cool, like really badass story that this guy was able to pull it off. Um, so I kind of designed that beer at Doppelbach to be our kind of winter lager, yeah. um, stronger, sweeter, um, and kind of tie it back into that story as well. So, you know, when you're trudging oxen through the New York wilderness, probably beer you'd want to be drinking, something sweet, something heavy, something yeah. to lift your morale as you're... Um, literally pulling tons and tons of heavy artillery through the snow. Um, and we're complaining about a 10 cent hike in gas prices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. crazy, man. That's super cool. People were so tough back then. <laughs> they were, they were. Yeah. Henry Knox, he's, he's got a really cool story. He's the guy that, um, uh, Fort Knox was named after. Okay. Um, he was the first, um, I don't know, military ranks. Well, I guess general of the artillery. Um, okay. uh, so yeah, he's, uh, I wouldn't call him our patron saint, but we kind of like to incorporate his stories where we can um, into beer because his military career is so tied to artillery. Nice. So we got the mess tent. We got the barracks. Outside is the retreat. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Just a, it's, we have a little tiny alleyway um, kind of on our property. Um, put, put a couple, uh, a couple tables out there in the yeah. spring, summer, um, fall, have a nice, nice time. Um, just drinking outside, um, in, in the borough of Westchester. So, um, Love it. you just got new fermenters, didn't you? A couple of new ones. I got two new tanks. Yeah. So we started off with four 10 barrel fermenters, um, which is a good place to start, but as yeah. we're getting more popular and moving a lot more beer out into the world, um, need to keep up with production. So I got two more, um, we'll be brewing into those early next week. Okay. Um, one, one beer that's really popular is, um, uh, the Rebellion uh, Raspberry of Berliner Weiss uh, fermented with you know, that lovely Philly sour yeast that, that nice. Matt Farber yeah. um, cultivated. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to brew with when it was still um, under research at U Sciences. So oh, wow. kind of cool to bring that back um, now that it's a commercial strain. Um, so yeah, it's a three and a half percent kind of sessionable Berliner Weiss with raspberry um, uh, puree added in the fermenter. Beautiful pink color. Uh, people love that beer. Um, like ask for it all year round. And I'm kind of stubborn in my like seasonality of, of beer styles. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I kind of like it being exclusive to spring, summer, uh, yeah. early fall. So that'll be coming, uh, pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. Nice. Very cool. Um, you guys do some, you know, charity work or, you know, you have a, you have a series that, you know, you take some proceeds, hand it out to a historical society. Talk to us about that, uh, that series. Yeah, we call it the Battlefield Series. So, you know, given our location, um, quite a few Revolutionary War battles were fought within uh, 25 miles of our location. Battle mm -hmm. of Brandywine, the mm -hmm. closest, that's right in our backyard. Actually, that original farm brewery, um, the farm is located on the, the battlefield. Um, the Battle of the Clouds, which is a battle that never really happened. Um, that was kind of out near like Fraser, Devon right. area. 
Um, and then uh, working on something for Battle of Germantown. Um, I live out that way. I live in Northwest Philly. Um, so trying to figure out the right recipe to kind of. That's the Clivedon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really cool reenactment. It's like, you see these I've guys. Um, oh, you've done it. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, so it's, I remember the first time we moved to, to Germantown, I was driving and I saw these dudes in red coats and muskets just hiking, hiking down Germantown Ave. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what in the world's going on? And then I, I looked it up and it turns out there was a reenactment that day. And, and we went the following year and, um, I brought my like she was probably four months old at the time standing front row. She's sleeping. I'm in have her in the baby carrier and musket fire going was, off 10 feet away. And she slept through it. She was, a, she was a trooper. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my wife's uncle uh, was the executive director of the Clifton and he wrote the book, um, the battle of Germantown. And so oh, we, cool. yeah, so it was funny. Like I have that read, book. I literally have that book on my bookshelf. So I'll have to get you to sign it for me. Or my wife's uncle to, wrote it. Yeah. yeah. So now he is the director of the historical society of Delaware. So instead of just Germantown, he's got all of Delaware now. It's really neat. But oh, cool. Dude's a history buff. And we went and it was really neat. Like we're walking down the street. He knew everybody, you know, just like was like the yeah. mayor, you know, it was really cool to bring that town together. Um, but that's a big deal. Uh, Lee Lord of, of uh, Narragansett. She okay. comes down for that from oh, Narragansett cool, cool. every year. Um, Laura Lacey over at Attic Brewing. The attic, yeah, yep. yeah. So they're all part of that. Like they all go. So, but we're, my wife and I, like, we're in the room. They're shooting muskets off. We're in like street clothes, like idiots. And, you know, we just went to go see it. You know, they're like, go up in the room and they're shooting. And we're like, oh my God, like, we're, we thought we were going to die, even though there was no yeah. like bullets. It was freaking, yeah. it was cool. And they like, they, they stay in character, don't they? Like sleep over oh, They do, it's, they it's do a, a great deal. job. It's, it's, it's cool. We, um, we did um, a beer. We called it the crossing uh, for Washington's crossing Washington's of the crossing, Delaware, yeah. kind of our winter warmer type yeah. uh, Christmas spice beer. And we had um, the reenactors from a, a troop from New York came down for the crossing event at Washington crossing park oh, cool. um, on, I guess they do it on Christmas Eve. Um, but they came down, they loaded up on the beer, uh, the crossing at our tap room, brought it back up and they literally had it in their boat as there was, so we had our beer, the crossing, crossing the Delaware at the reenactment cool of the crossing. It was, it was cool. How cool is that? It's uh, it, yeah. It, really cool. When, when stuff like that happens and your beer is involved in it. So. Yeah. And people are so serious about that. It's really neat. It's cool that that like exists, right? Yeah. It does. It, it, it uh, otherwise who knows if we'd, uh, I don't know, remember our history without people who are super into it to, to keep it going. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back yeah. to the battlefield series, just kind of the, the idea behind it is proceeds of those beers, um, go back to try and benefit those historical societies that maintain the battlefield or the monument. Um, and we, we try to make them a little, a little more out there with our recipes. I wouldn't say that there's a real like theme to them. Um, but the battle of Brandywine is a, a Belgian dark quad, um, barrel aged in a red wine barrel on great mm -hmm. must and dark chocolate, um, gets released in a, in a large format Belgian cork and cage bottle, um, battle of the clouds, um, which really cool story battle that never really happened. Um, mm -hmm. that's a sour IPA, um, hazy IPA based citron mosaic hops fermented with Philly sour, um, to give it kind of a tart grapefruit juice type of IPA. That's okay. another really good summer drinking beer. Um, I mentioned the crossing, um, which is our, uh, winter warmer, uh, the encampment, uh, at Valley forge, uh, right. We'd have two encampment series. We have the winter encampment, which is, uh, our English style barley wine. And then we're going to do a Belgian wit for the spring encampment because, you know, the winter at Valley Forge is always talked about for how brutal it was. 
Um, but they were there through the spring um, and, and for an extended time too. So um, yeah, I'm, I think that's all of our battlefield series right now. I am trying to figure out what I want to do for battle of Germantown and, and hopefully get that um, for their next reenactment. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's a ways away still. Very cool. Awesome, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of history to tap into and um, really kind of makes naming your beers a little easier when you kind of have a yeah, resource base that you can tap into. We don't have to, Kind of steal song list, song lyrics, or right. worry about cease and desists as much if we're yeah. calling our beer the musket or black powder, anything like that. Yeah. Do you have people show up in you know army garb, military? Occasionally, I mean, yeah. I know that troop that came down for the crossing. They yeah. we have pictures of them in the tap room. They're wearing their gear. So cool. um, no, I mean probably not as much as we like. It'd be cool if people if you come by the tap room and you have anything, please, yeah, you should, please wear it. You should show up in like the outfit you know, and get a free beer or something like that. You know? Yeah. We should probably work out some kind of promotional opportunity to encourage that. But, uh, yeah, there, there's a, a few people who do reenactments in the area that, that come by. Um, but they're not, they're not dressed. Um, yeah. they're in their, they're in their street clothes. They're normal person clothes. <laughs> Super cool, man. That's exciting. Um, the food on your menu is awesome. Uh, great open yeah. space. Um, it was just a great gathering space. There's a parking lot there. So easily accessible. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the, the, the design of the tap room was very intentional, um, trying to liken it to yeah. an old, um, tavern, um, you know, brick inlay on the walls, um, live wood, live edge, uh, maple bar that kind of wraps around most of the, most of the room. I mean, it's small, um, yeah. but it's, it's intimate. Um, it's a good place to just hang out with your friends, chat, drink a beer. I mean, we do have a big screen TV that will, or a big projected screen TV that we'll put games on. Um, but I think the intentionality of this place was to have it be a place where people can gather, talk over beer, hang out. Um, kids, kids are welcome as well. Yeah. Um, have some good food and make a good, uh, um, afternoon or evening of it. We're walking distance to, to downtown Westchester. So people either go before or after a nice meal. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a cool place to hang out and hang out and drink. Hopefully it's a little different than what people are used to. Yeah. If you're in Westchester, just keep going down gay street and you kind of get to the end of gay street and there's a parking lot you know, pull in that parking lot, walk down the alley, you'll see the sun. Yeah. I mean, we're right next to wrong crowd. So yep. put that in your GPS or I mean, we're also in your GPS, but, um, we're also behind the master's baker, uh, wedding cake shop, which, um, they made my wedding cake. So I incorporated them into a beer once, nice. um, a nice pastry stout with wedding cake in it. Um, awesome. called a more perfect union, which I'm, I'm, I came up with that name. I'll come up <laughs> with all the names, but that one I did. And I'm, I'm proud of that one. So very nice. Yeah. I like it. Um, what's the future for artillery? What's exciting? Um, I mean, we're, we're a year old, um, in April, um, at the barracks. So got a couple, um, bottle releases coming down the line. We'll be doing, um, battle of Brandywine bottle release, um, a batch of dry hopped cannonball. So I took mm. the cannonball Belgian golden strong recipe, dry hopped it with Montevica hops. Um, that's probably going to bottle that later today. Um, after we record this. Nice. get that conditioning for a couple of weeks. Um, and then I've got a, um, a Cezanne that was kind of just like a weird one-off idea. We're going to call it the triumph, um, uh, Belgian Cezanne. And I use this stuff, uh, it's Mystica syrup. So mm. Mystica is this, um, Greek resin that was kind of the original chewing gum. And it's got this huh. really cool, like minty piney, um, flavor. And I kind of made like a syrup out of it. Um, use that to bottle condition, um, made a saison with centennial hops to really boost that pine 
Um, that's a pretty cool beer. Um, it turned out um, really nice. If you like piney saisons um, with a little bit of like sweetness in there, um, it's, it's a cool beer. I'm, I'm yeah. curious to see what people people think of it because it's a little. It's one of the more unique things we made, and uh, we called it the triumph just to say it's a triumph of being um, where we are yeah. um, after a year, and we're, we're proud of where we've of how far we've come. So. That's great. Yeah. And then totally even that. kind of farther down the line, we've got, um, I can't disclose too much information, but we are looking at a second location. Um, we think we found, um, the right place out in Delaware County. Okay. Um, but stay tuned for that. Um, hopefully would that be a tap room the, or would you brew there as well? It'll be a tap room. Yeah. We, okay. we won't be brewing there. Um, we'll probably add maybe some more tanks to our facility here, make this a more dedicated production space, still keep our tap room. Um, in Westchester, mm-hmm. um, but just kind of have another place branch out a little bit um, into Delaware County. Um, yeah, so it should be cool. Um, hopefully, I'm not really too involved in that project besides just advising how much production we would need to support it. But yeah, um, should be cool. You guys did all that. The was... arsenal. Okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, last year, I think you guys did September 11th, maybe like the cannonball run 5k. You guys going to do something like that again? Yeah, we did a, we did a 5k in the borough. That was before I was a runner, but now I think I am a runner. So I'll probably have to do it next time we do it. (laughs) Um, yeah, we did just a little 5k through the, through the borough on September 11th, which, um, obviously has recent history, um, significance, but the battle of Brandywine was fought on September 11th, which a lot of people don't know. Um, so we did a run. It happened to be a Saturday too this past year. So, um, we did a Saturday or Sunday. I forget. Anyway, a weekend, we had a 5k through the borough. Uh, we had a reenactor, um, gentleman who, who lives in the area and is a regular, he came dressed in garb, uh, and started the race off with the musket musket shot. So, um, pretty cool little event. We had a huge turnout for it. Um, you know, you run the race, you show your bib, you get a free beer, um, as you cross the finish line. So, pretty cool little event um we'll probably be trying to do that again um later in the later in the fall so okay dude that's awesome we'll keep up the good work you want to do a little uh rapid fire yeah let's do it let's do it all right um bucket list vacation um i think i mean i could go on and on about all the places i want to see i think my wife and i we want to try and go to england um i lived there as a kid um in manchester when i was a wee lad and uh i'd like to go back revisit it now that i'm an adult show my wife kind of the places i got to see when i was a kid um we probably won't bring our kids um unless this trip gets pushed off years and years and years which is likely um but hopefully we can get out there next couple years um go to a go to a game at old trafford um and just kind of tour around the country drink some real ale and some old pubs that are older than the country and yeah yeah that's kind of like the next big trip I want to take. Okay. That's awesome. Very cool. Uh, what kind of candy are you getting at a movie theater? Uh, I'm like, I don't like like gummy chocolates or I like just, or I like chocolate. I don't like okay. gummies or anything like that. So I'll probably be eating like, uh, I don't know, Reese's pieces or that, that I was, I, at a movie theater. I don't really, I don't really eat at a movie theater unless I like sneak something in. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm a chocolate guy, like, through and through. I'd, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would do the Reese's, Reese's Pieces is my jam all day long. Swedish yeah, fish, too. But, I, I like I like Swedish fish. They're not too gummy. Yeah, I feel like. yeah, that's, I don't know, they get stuck in my teeth. And <laughs> uh, if I'm going to 
eat candy, it's going to be chocolate. I, I, yeah. Actually, I have to eat chocolate before bed every night. Just like Hershey Kisses and a glass of milk. Put me out. <laughs> that's your, that's your. Yeah, it's like my nighttime routine the... or chocolate chip cookies or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I had a chocolate chip cookie yesterday and then I was like, I'm going to have another one. It was I like a soft chocolate chip cookie. Okay. I, yeah, I'm usually good for three or four. I can't just have this one. <laughs> nice. 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 Um, what do you listen to while you brew? Do you listen to uh, music, like certain style um, of music? I I'm all over the, we don't have, unfortunately we don't have like speakers back in the brew house. Okay. Um, so I got to try and figure out some way to get a sound system back there, but I do have headphones in occasionally. Um, I, I'm all over the place with my music taste. Um, I'm, I'm a child of like, early 2000s emo and okay. stuff like that. Um, a lot of punk stuff, but um, as I'm maturing, I'm into more like singer songwriters some folk stuff, um, okay. jam band kind of, kind of things. I'm all over the place, you know, all spectrums of hip hop. Yeah. If it sounds good and it lifts my mood, I'm going to listen to it. So Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'll, uh, I, I agree with that and I'm going to leave it at that. So, <laughs> Sean, you've been great, man. This is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I want to come out and uh, visit you guys and I don't know, maybe next week or so, but yeah, I want some of those beers and uh, I want some of that food. So yeah. Let me know when you're coming by. You got it, man. Cool. All right, my friend, anything else you want to add? Are we good to go? Uh, good to go. I don't know. Enjoy the beers you drink this weekend. All right, brother. Appreciate it, man. Cheers. All right. Cheers. right that'll do it for today's episode appreciate you tuning in i hope you learned something i hope you really enjoyed it and if so tell a friend leave that five star rating i mentioned earlier and comment on apple podcasts subscribe on any platform spread it around the world let's make it happen i appreciate y'all cheers and beer mighty things